Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Mixed Reviews. Yay, we did it, we're here. <laughs> Thank you everybody who listened to the first episode. I know. It was, a, it was actually just kind a, of... Just a runaway success. It was very, very much, <laughs> much like Kirsten Dunst's career. <laughs> runaway success. You know, I knew Kirsten Dunst was the person to like, just shoot us straight to the top <laughs> of all the charts. I was gonna say, if we could have picked someone better to ride the coattails of, mm, I, it might actually be this episode. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. yeah. We, like, had a little bit of a discussion about who um, we should pick. It was heated. Heated debate. It was very... It was just really warm in the apartment. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, thumb wars were battled, <laughs> won, and lost. Um, I also feel like... So, can I tell a story about my sister? And yeah. Absolutely. So, I'd love to hear about No. This. So, my sister keeps asking me and us to talk about Gina Rodriguez. <laughs> And if you don't know who she is... Huge movie star, Gina Rodriguez. Huge movie star, Gina Rodriguez. (laughs) And I was like, Claire, um, so do you know, like, what we're doing? Like, um, and she's like, I just thought you were, like, talking about movies. I was like, okay, well, yes, but also, you know, we want people who have long careers to kind of, like, go through. We have a better shot of doing Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, Michelle Rodriguez could be a possibility. So, I mean, I don't know. Did we, like, not explain what we're doing well enough? I guess, I guess perhaps not. Maybe we should. I mean, I feel like... So right now, we our, our tagline is what? It's uh, the best and worst coming out of Hollywood? Yes. Which is sort of a lie, but it's it a is. lie to get people to listen. True. So that's... <laughs> it's like less words than saying, like, we're picking topics, and then, like, picking the best movies that of this topic and the worst ones. Because, like, we don't want to do just actors. Right. Literally, Absolutely. Literally, all my friends are like, are you just doing actors? And I was like... <laughs> Can you calm down? We're like one and a half episode in. Which is funny because when I introduce people, I'm like, currently we're only doing actors, but we're willing to branch out. Yeah. So. Um, I had a lot of uh, heated discussion with a friend over our um, almost omission of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. That's my fault. I want to say because that, that should have been my number one favorite performance, but I do love Melancholia. I, I tend towards the dark. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a uh, heated debate on that. Uh, they were like, we just, we deserve to, uh, or she deserves an entire episode dedicated to Dr. Gorgeous' performance there. Your friend is not wrong. Um, she did say, though, instead <laughs> of, uh, we could, we could, that movie could be in the running for maybe um, an episode about um, just uh, pageants. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> the best films about pageants. So something to look forward to. It's it's gonna be sad when we pick Miss Congeniality, yeah. and then for the worst, Miss Congeniality too, and then we forget um, to talk about Doctor <laughs> Doctor exactly. again, again. But but yes, so yeah, so our goal here is to sort of take the a deeper look into the career of somebody in the film industry and sort of expound upon uh, what are their greater successes and what are perhaps not their greater successes. Uh, we're not here to drag anybody, though mm-hmm. we might occasionally, but we will. <laughs> and, and basically, yeah, we just sort of want to take a deeper look because, you know, it when you're in film school, I'm going to say this as a person who went to film school. Oh my God, what happens when you're in film school, yeah, Gavin? It's okay. Well, first of all, there's things I can't talk about. Okay. But yeah. uh, but also, like, you know, you learn the, the concept of, like, you know, directors have a point of view and everything. But I I also think that people, anybody that's working in a career, it's sort of fascinating to take their career and dissect it and find out, you know, what makes them tick and, and what's, you know, perfect. Uh, in terms of what suits them and what's not, or what caused them to grow as an actor or actress or filmmaker. And I think who we picked today is really interesting. I absolutely think today is really a lot more interesting once we started delving into their career uh, than I even thought they were, because I, this, I, which, which, it's Will Smith. It's Will Smith. Smith. (laughs) It's Will Smith. We chose Will Smith. And I think on the surface, Will Smith is like, 
not considered an actor. He's mm-hmm. considered a movie star. He's and a there's a definite like yeah. delineation between those things. Uh, I think there's a certain point in Will Smith's career when he could have decided to be like a quote unquote actor mm-hmm. and could have decided to be a quote unquote movie star. And like George Clooney, he became a movie star yeah. and only has in the recent last decade decided to be like, no, I'm, I'm an, an actor. actor. Yeah. He's like in the DNA and of Hollywood in such a weird and unique way. Yeah. And uh, when I was watching uh, Six Degrees of Separation, I realized like, I can only imagine the the people of that movie are like the, the producers were like okay we need a young good looking black man yeah and who else would they have picked like who I was like trying to think who else would they have had? especially in that time period yeah you, you have to understand Six Degrees of Separation came out at the same time Fresh Prince was on because Six Degrees of Separation while being contributed like while is seen as sort of his big like Hollywood debut it's not his first film he I actually went back and watched his first film you did yeah it's this movie called uh, Where the Day Takes You it's from 1992 uh, he plays a minor role of a homeless... It's a movie about homeless youths. Okay. So he plays a homeless youth who has no legs in a uh, in a wheelchair. And it was actually... Many of the people that were in the film... It's It stars uh, Dermot Mulroney mm-hmm. and TV's Balth- Balthazar Getty. Who is Balthazar Getty? <laughs> oh, well, maybe a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the name sounds vaguely uh, familiar. Uh, alias Season 5, I believe. <laughs> Just that one season? <laughs> just the one. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I need to look up Balthazar Getty now because, first of all, great name. So, it was a film in which most of the young people in the movie, I mean, it's it's got so many people. Sean Astin's in it. Uh, Lara Flynn Boyle, like, fresh oh, off of Twin Peaks. I know her. Yeah. This <laughs> this character, isn't he, is he not of in Twilight, perhaps? He looks like somebody who should be in Twilight. Truly. Oh, he was in Brothers and Sisters. Great. Oh, well, great. Um, but, uh, Where the Day Takes You also has, uh, Ricky Lake in it, in a, in a minor uh-huh. role, and, uh, l- like I said, Will Smith, and he sort of disappears midway through the movie, but as a, like, the thing that's notable about it is, it was a film that, like, everybody that was in was sort of advised against being in, because it's contra, it was, it's Hollywood's version of the movie Kids, before okay. the movie Kids came great, out. great. And so there's drug use, there's violence, oh, there's no, too sex. Edgy. Yeah, uh. exactly. But the, the sort of sex that, like, like pressed up against a shower, every motion is a gasp. Sort okay. of like Lara Flynn Boyle really got that. Well, that's how I do it. So yeah. I'm. I don't know what it's, what's the problem exactly. <laughs> the uh, uh, wait. So you're telling me Lara Flynn Boyle was in this movie? Yes. Only to reappear in Men in Black Two with him. Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah. Connections. Well, that's the there's the Rosario Dawson connection too. Was she? In Meta, this? She's in Men in Black Two, and she then comes back for Seven Pounds. Wow. So, uh, oh my goodness. He he has a stable of actresses he likes working with. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, but yeah, this was his first film, and uh, it would be a good movie if not for the, like, never-ending Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> like, there is, like, eight Melissa Etheridge songs wow. in the film, and they are relentless. And I've never had a problem with Melissa Etheridge before. Melissa, girl, take it down. <laughs> exactly. We get it. You yeah. can strum an acoustic guitar. Yeah. But <laughs> She was feeling a type of way. Every minute of every day is a bit much. Do you think, like, someone who is doing, like, the music on that movie was like, you know what I'm envisioning? <laughs> I Melissa so. Etheridge, nonstop. <laughs> the, I mean, this is pre come to my window, Melissa Etheridge. Oh my so God. like, but uh, but yeah. So it's it's sort of interesting to watch his career. Uh, just to give you some background information on Will Smith, he was born in 1968, which makes him 48 years old. He was born in West Philadelphia, uh-huh. as the song uh, proclaims. He started his rap career with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, very successful. Parents just don't understand Nightmare on My Street, which they got sued over because they used the. Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street theme music without okay. any permission. Um, Didn't know this. Yeah. And then 
transferred himself into an acting career starting with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it was really that success which launched him into his film career. Yeah, it's weird because so many people, and I think especially so many black people um, of that age and um, just not white people in general, were like, oh, this is like someone on TV and like I can relate to. Right. And so many people like grew up with that show and him growing up in that show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I watched it. I watched it. I watched every episode until they replaced Aunt Viv. <laughs> then you were like, never no. again. <laughs> you are fake. Get out of the mansion. It's over. It's over. Um, the, uh, but yeah, I mean, that show ran for six years from 1990 to 1996 on NBC. Um, but yeah, what, like from there, he moved on to a very lucrative film career. In 2007, he was named the most powerful actor in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 10 years ago now, though. And yeah. he's had some missteps since then. It's weird to think, because like, when I think of Will Smith, you're right. Like I don't think, like, great actor Will Smith. Right. I think of him like as a Hollywood commodity. And I, and I think he's been really working hard to change that perception of himself. Yeah. But it's weird, because he didn't start out that way either. And I think part of that was because he had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, because he had so much control of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that he could sort of get any sort of jollies that he needed out through there yeah. and then when he did films he like really wanted to be seen as like this serious actor so that would you know fr- from where the day takes you he also did this movie called made in america which nobody remembers <laughs> except for the fact that it brought us hollywood power couple ted danson and whoopi gold oh my goodness <laughs> yes absolutely um and then ted danson did blackface at her friars roast and that couple ended for some wow. reason hmm. <laughs> some some reason some reason whoopi was like wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um I, I've heard that she actually encouraged it, which is even weirder, but, like, whatever. Whoopi, I'm putting it, I'm putting it in my head for a later episode. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, exactly. She should have been like, Ted, you in danger, girl. Yeah, you in danger, girl. <laughs> um, but instead, he was, she was, like, just like, <laughs> yes, Ted, let's see what happens. <laughs> America's Cheers, sweetheart. And so the next movie he did after that was Six Degrees of Separation, which is, uh, like, um, it's really a highlight piece for him. And, uh, when we move into our picks, well, now we can probably talk about it more. Yeah. I'm previewing what my pick is, clearly. Oh my God. But, uh, but since then, like, the, the very next film after Six Degrees of Separation was Bad Boys. Yeah. 1995. It's crazy because, like, I think I read something, like, he was the only actor to have, like, eight movies in a row, like, debut at number one, make yeah. $100 million or more, and, like, he really cemented himself as, like, wasn't his whole thing, like, he was the, su- he was the guy for the summer. Like, he was yeah. the summer blockbuster dude. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and I think Wild Wild West really cemented that for him. <laughs> I, uh, I remember going to Burger King and getting my Wild Wild West toy. That's in amazing. The, whatever the Burger King Happy Meal is. Is that just like a kid's meal? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, it was, what was the, it was the, the vid, the vid Kids Club or something? Because Kid Vid was the, True. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. My, fav, my favorite of his crew was Wheels because he was like really cool and in a wheelchair, underrepresented. <laughs> oh my Sorry. god and you were, you were like yes you get that oh my god speaking of wheelchairs we're gonna talk about bad boys later yes um yesterday i watched it and there's like a really great scene where like he runs across this paraplegic like a uh, basketball team yes uh, um we'll talk more about that later but you, you said wheels and i'm like wait but uh but since then he's had this crazy career i mean it's been marred by some some perhaps darker spots but like he his you know, children is I cannot talk enough about his children well, and how much I do not care for them. Well, that's the cr- so that's the crazy thing, right? So, like, as consumers of media, we watched Will Smith from the time he was a teenager uh, rapping and all the way up to the point where he, you know, at once was the most powerful actor in Hollywood, yeah. has a family now, 
has a wife, like a very public marriage, and, yeah. and uh, with Jada Pinkett Smith, whom I also love, who I believe he met her doing Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So that's a long time, yeah, to to have this sort of uh, media presence and to be mostly a positive media presence. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's been any other like power couple in Hollywood um, that has the sustained brand that the Smiths yeah. do. Um, like Brad and Angelina, like now that's over. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I'm just trying to think like other, by the way, Brad and Angelina being over, does love even exist? I mean, <laughs> what's the <laughs> love died when Brad and Jennifer broke up. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> do not get me started. Gavin. Okay. Let's be real, real. <laughs> Jennifer didn't deserve that. <laughs> um, so you know what? Brad can suck it. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So when I, I watched Ali this morning and I was like, oh, Jada's in this. And I was thinking, surely Will Smith somehow helped produce this movie. But I didn't see a credit for him anywhere. And I was like, wow, he consistently has been able to be working with not only his wife, but also throwing his kids and stuff. And yeah. like, that whole family and their brand is crazy. And, I and do... that's what it is. Brand is the perfect word for yeah. it. Yeah, they are a brand, and it's crazy. I mean, I, I did see the Karate Kid with the little... I've seen it before, too. Jaden character. I watched it on FX. Yes. Like, and I don't even mind Jaden and Willow as people and, like, as musicians. Yeah. I think they're... When they're acting, I want to just yeah. commit suicide. I, I like Willow better. I, if, I have to pick a, if I have to pick a Smith child, I'm going with Willow. Okay. But... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> true and fair. <laughs> Because let's let's be honest, Jada did not come up with the hook for "I whip my hair back and forth." Absolutely, no, 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 no. no. Um, I just, I mean, I think the best thing I've seen Jaden in is the Get Down. Is yes, that what it's the Get yeah, Down yeah, yeah. Right, on Netflix, and I didn't even finish that. But I was I like, but I was like, oh, he's side like, note. Side note: Did not finish the Get Down. Love you, Baz Luhrmann, but give me a break. Um, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, we'll talk more about awful movies with that yes but because uh, it's coming you know it's, it's coming. coming but it's just like crazy to think will smith and the, the amount of like prep like pull he has in yeah. hollywood and like he's able to get shit done that he wants to get done absolutely um so i think this is a perfect place for us to transition into our picks okay and i'm going to let you go first this time because i believe i went first last time or did i go first for negative picks? i think you went first for negative so you go first now for a positive okay so um there my if I had to pick like my top, it would absolutely be Six Degrees of Separation. I know that sounds crazy because it was one of his earliest films, but I think that's where he really showed off his promise. And Six Degrees of Separation is a is a flawed film. It's this movie from 1993. Um, it also stars um, Stocker Channing, oh my god, who, who's amazing Beauty. in it, and uh, Donald best. Sutherland, who's also amazing in it, and, and younger Ian McKellen. And by younger, I mean he's still an old man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, he looks. Ref, like a very refined um, uh, dandy character. Yes. Like, and I don't even know. What, I mean, I saw, I did see the movie, um, and yeah, it, it's it, to me, it's like a very upper crusty New York. Yes. Um, like I, I was just like, I just moved to New York City, and I'm like, oh, this movie is definitely for those New Yorkers who were just like, well, that's that's definitely there's there's a certain problematic nature to the film. I will say because it's a little like. These are the white people, and these are the black people, and the black people are poor, and the white people are rich. Yeah. And, but I also think it's sort of making fun of that concept. It's based on a play by John Gure. I want to say G-U-A-R-E. I'm terrible at pronouncing names, uh -huh. as you will come to find out. Um, and so in this movie, Will Smith plays a con man who has managed to con his way 
into several homes of very rich people who are all connected to each other, uh, basically by sort of using their children. And I don't want to get too much into it because the reveal as to how he's done it is really pretty fantastic. Um, but uh, he, you know, he... Wait, you don't want to tell him how he cons... Yeah, how he cons into them. Because I think it's really... I think, like, well, no, I don't want to tell him how he got the information, how okay. he targeted these people. But can but, we say who he oh, his yeah. father is? So he basically gets into these rich people's home by claiming to be the son of Sidney Poitier, yeah. who has recently been mugged and stabbed, which means he has injured himself repeatedly. Yeah, this, this con man is, like, literally injuring himself and being like, oh my god, guys, I'm Sidney Poitier's son and I just got stabbed. <laughs> and um, he regales them with stories of, of his thesis, which is on uh, Catcher in the Rye. And, uh, you know, really, uh, like, he endears himself to these people. Young Hinckley, the whiz kid who shot Reagan and his press secretary, said, if you want my defense, all you have to do is read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> I haven't read it in years. Well, I borrowed a copy from a young friend of mine because I wanted to see what she had underlined. And I read this book to find out why this touching, beautiful, sensitive story published in July 1951 had turned into this manifesto of hate. I started reading. It's exactly as I had remembered. Everybody's a phony. Page two, my brother's in Hollywood being a prostitute. Page three, what a phony slob his father was. Page nine, people never notice anything. Then on page 22, my hair stood up. Well, <laughs> remember Holden Caulfield, the definitive, sensitive youth wearing his red hunter's cap? A deer hunter's cap? Like hell it is. I sort of closed one eye like I was taking aim at it. This is a people shooting hat. I shoot people in this hat. This book is preparing people for bigger moments in their lives than I had ever dreamed of. Then, on page 89, I'd rather push a guy out the window or chop his head off with an axe, then sock him in the jaw. I hate fistfights. What scares me most is the other guy's face. <laughs> most of the time, the faces that we face are not the other guys, but our own faces. And it is the worst kind of yellowness to be so scared of yourself that you put blindfolds on rather than deal with yourself. To face ourselves. That's the hard thing. The imagination. That's God's gift to make the act of self-examination bearable. Well, indeed. I hope your muggers read every word. Oh, darling. And then he's constantly making the mistake of then inviting men over to sleep with them yes, <laughs> into yes. these rich people's homes. Which I understand that mistake so, <laughs> so well. I, like, so well. I <laughs> empathized. I was like, I was yep. like girl, same. <laughs> same. And, uh, and, and the scenes in which uh, he's caught are always really pretty great. Uh, but uh, he's this fascinating character because he's clearly a... It's something that Will Smith is able to play both on his charm, which I think is a huge part of his career, yeah. as well as being like a really um, skilled actor. And he has to play both this um, streetwise sex worker character, as well as this like upper class liar. Yeah. And he's really good at playing into these uh, shallow perceptions these rich white folks have of him. And so 
while like on the surface I think six degrees of separation is a little problematic in terms of racial politics, I think it's actually more interesting when you dig a little deeper when you realize like he's probably the most earnest character in the film. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and I so I saw it and I don't know if I like totally got what I was supposed to get from it, but I was deeply fascinated. What saw like did you so it's based on a true story. Yes. It's, yeah, this, yeah. This, the, this, the playwright heard this story from a friend. Yeah, so basically what really happened was, like, what happens in the movie? Like, some rich, crusty people were like, well, you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> this black youth came into my house. <laughs> and, like, they were telling it to their friend who's a playwright, and he's like, I'm gonna write a play about this. Um, and it was, like, Pulitzer nominated. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this movie is Oscar nominated. Uh, Soccer Channing got nominated for an Oscar. And, and I will say, if there's one negative thing I can say about the movie, it's a little too stagey. But I'm actually really impressed with some of the, the ways they got around it being stagey yeah i mean i i enjoyed um the movie as a whole but as i i, I read like the new york new york magazine has a really good um story with the guy the actual oh, really? dude yeah yeah who uh, passed away from aids i believe in the early 90s yeah or? i think his name's paul something. yeah um and the interview is fascinating first of all because this con man was around while this play was being put on and he yeah. was he was trying to like be like they're making money off of me this is my story blah 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 and i mean he is a con man for sure. Like, he was not a good person at no. all. No, oh, yeah. Um, deeply troubled human being. But also, as I was watching this movie, I'm just like, why am I, like, the lens for this movie is, like, white people being like, oh, no. Like, and I was like, I want to see a movie about this guy. Because we, yeah. we don't really get into too much. He's still very, like, mysterious. Right, and he, he, he is sort of an outsider in his own movie. Yeah. Which is also an interesting thing. But I, I think that's what's also really impressive about Will Smith's performance is while you're watching that, you don't necessarily think about it. And you could walk away being like, well, he's clearly the star of the movie. And he's not, really. Yeah. Like, Stockard Channing is the correct person to nominate from that Absolutely film. Absolutely correct. Um, but I don't know. His performance, there's something so interesting about it. And it's weird because I then read years later, um, somebody asked him about his acting style. And I think this is also a testament to the way his careers work. Um he claimed, oh, they're here, they're here for us. Gavin, <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> the, I've conned my way into Louis' house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, so he said that Six Degrees of Separation was the only film in which he worked method. That's he, right. He I... went for the method of, and what it did is it caused him to fall in love with Stockard Channing. I read that. Yeah. And, um, and if you watch the movie all the way through, you'll, you'll completely understand why. There's a great scene between them towards the end um, where they're not even in the scene together, yeah. which is even better. Um, and he said he would go home at night after the movie was finished and be like, what's Stockard up to? Like, I miss wonder, her. I miss her. And realized that like, um, maybe the, not. Yeah, exactly. The method was perhaps more damaging to his psyche than it would be for other people. And I think that's an interesting thing because I think, uh, what's made Will Smith famous has been more playing himself yeah, for than, sure. than it has been playing characters. So it's interesting to me that I prefer him when he's playing a character because my second choice is another movie in which he played a character, but I will let you, I will defer to you for your first choice. Okay. Um, so I think Will Smith falls into two things. Like you said, like, so there's the him, he's kind of playing, he has the himself adjacent, yes. wisecracking action star that we see in Bad Boys, Men in Black, uh, I Robot, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Um, and then we have like the serious acting. Right. Will Smith. Um, and I think, I, I think he's good at, his serious acting stuff, but I enjoy his fun stuff so much more. Like, well, his serious acting stuff is rarely successful. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I prefer his funny stuff more. And so I 
I was fine. I was, it was hard for me to choose something, but I think I have to go with Bad Boys. Really? I think I do. Wow. I, I, I hate you. I know you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like here for the controversial picks, okay? <laughs> Literally all my friends were like, you chose Bachelorette over Bring It On. And I was like, <laughs> drag me. <laughs> um, you know, I Bad Boys, I, it's weird because I don't think Will Smith is interested in doing that anymore. True. And it's weird because I watched the movie again last night and he is cursing up a storm. Yeah. And that opening scene. So I watched, I, so I have not seen Bad Boys until we decided to do Will Smith and I did Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. That opening scene is bad. Well, it's, but it's also ridiculous because it's literally just them like cursing yeah, at each yeah. other. Hey man, what is this having a picnic shit in my car? Man? Please, man. I'm not getting my sex at home. Don't, don't deny me this. What are you talking about? You sleep with a beautiful woman every night. I'm married. That's what married means. It means you sleep together, but you can't get none. Why don't you watch it with all that shit, all right? Hey, look. Where, 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 where's your cup holders? I don't have one. You mean you don't have one? $80,000 for this car and you ain't got no damn cup holder? It's $105,000 and this happens to be one of the fastest production cars on the planet. See with the 16 four seconds, sweetie. This is a limited edition. You damn right it's limited. No cup holder, no back seat. Just a shiny dick with two chairs in it. I guess we the balls just dragging the fuck along. Oh, damn. Sorry. Get it. If you see, I can't get down there. You got an engineering floor up in here. My shit ain't going down up in there. Go. Titty, titty, strutty, strutty. Come on. Good morning. Good morning. You know what? I ain't your wife to be cleaning up after your little filthy You watch ass. my hand, okay? My shit can't get down there. And when it does, it gets stuck. Now, what do you come up with? You got this shit. Nah, you gonna get that fry. Look okay. out. Oh, this ain't no ass. goddamn Denny's. Don't eat in my... I wouldn't be buying no shit from Denny's anyway. I don't like the way we've been treated. But I just cannot get enough of him having fun. Yes. And I, I think that's when he's like... Uh, now, he seems very guarded and like, you know... Yeah. Back then, when he was doing that type of stuff... I was trying to decide, like, I enjoy him more doing his comedic stuff and, like, when he's being free. And what was the thing that I, I think he was most natural in is, I think, Bad Boys, you know? And him and Martin Lawrence together are... Sidebar. Martin Lawrence, top build in Bad Boys. He was. Yes. And I was going to say, I think what, what the, I, I think I like that movie the best, but also I think it made me realize Martin Lawrence is funnier than Will Smith, for sure. Yeah. But Will Smith is more successful and more famous because he's more palatable for a white audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean... You're not... I mean, you're I, not I think, wrong. I think Fresh Prince is really funny. I think Martin is way funnier. Yeah. Um, but Fresh Prince is uh, easier to digest for a larger audience, whereas Martin is like... This skews more niche to the well, black I mean, market. I, I mean, I think that, that even shows you based... If you try to compare what types of shows there are, Fresh Prince yeah. is like... He moves into essentially a white world, yeah. even though they are black. Yeah. And Martin was all about like, no, this is a black world. Yeah. This yeah. is exactly. this is like how people live. Yeah. And I don't know. I just like. I mean, the movie is ridiculous, and it's like it's like directed by Michael Bay. Yes. Uh, so it's like, who's not interested in humans? Yeah. I've decided no, humans. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, like I know that joke about like, oh, Michael Bay only likes explosions, but seriously, the only things that yes. Michael Bay relates to are explosions. Literally, anytime like they're and dr- gay jokes. <laughs> oh, Sorry, there are a lot of gay jokes, and I will say, I mean, Will Smith. On total, has some like 
hard things. Towards the end of this episode, I want to get into that. Okay. But, uh, we'll, I mean, shall, we'll table that for And now. put a pin in yeah. six degrees of separation with yep. some of that. That's another, um, absolutely. Um, and I guess with and in this movie, too, like, there's a lot of, like, I mean, in uh, Bad Boys, um, who's the girl? Tay Leone. Yes. Who's the, like, sex object of yeah. this movie, I guess. I, I was asking my friend, I was like, is she hot? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. David Duchovny thinks so. So it's <laughs> whatever. Um, and there's like uh, the, the movie is like action movie, but there's also like kind of this um, comedy of errors thing yes. coming up underneath. Where like, oh no, mistaken identity. Well, that's the funny thing. It's going into it. I no one talks about that, and I yeah. had no idea that there was the whole thing about like Martin Lawrence is pretending to be Will Smith, and yeah. then Will Smith has to pretend to be Martin Lawrence, yeah. and then Martin Lawrence's wife comes in and blows all their shit up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and. And so there's like the whole joke, like, oh, why are all these pictures of this other man in your house? And he's like, ugh. And she's like, I just thought you were gay. Yeah. And he's like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. Like, he shuts down. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of that um, in, I think, a lot of his movies. Um, but I just, I think Will Smith takes himself kind of very seriously. Yes. As an actor and as a, an artist or whatever. And it's just a weird, I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened to him. Um, but like. Also in his in his music he had says I don't cuss in my rapping and yeah. I was like but girl I saw Bad Boys and it is just like littered with like fuck you Mike right like and over and over and over again over again yeah um, and I think it's hilarious <laughs> and I, I it's just such an easy like fun thing and I know wherever they're driving to whatever set I'm like oh this place is about to blow no matter what and it's funny that it is funny that you bring that up because you. You follow Bad Boys. Bad Boys is 1995, directly after 1993, Six Degrees of Separation. So it's funny that we both pick movies from early, very early in his yeah. career. But it's followed by Independence Day and Men in Black. Which, same vein. Which, same vein, but are much more family-friendly. Yes. Are both PG, PG-13 films. Uh-huh. Um, so he doesn't swear. Yeah. But, like, I would but, like there's that same quality of Will Smith in it. And I was wondering, like, you know, it seems like his he's been, like, funneled, you know? Like, yeah. he was... This certain thing, I think Six Degrees of Separation is kind of like an outlier thing, and I wonder if that was just because who could else they get, you know? Right. Right? Well, that's, that's, I think that's what I mean by, like, he was given a choice at one point to be, yeah. like, an actor or, or a movie star. And I think after Bad Boys, he kind of, like, saw, maybe he, him and Martin, I'm sure him and Martin talked about this. Yeah. And was like, okay, I could try and, like, drive in Martin Lawrence's lane, or I can just try and to, like, you know, funnel down into something even more accessible um more broad i, yeah. I was close to picking men in black one because i like men he's in black. really good in men in black one yeah. yeah i mean and men in black one weirdly holds up it's a movie of really great performances yeah, between him tommy lee jones and vincent d'onofrio doing the scariest a man who's had a scary career the scariest character that is ever played. the scariest cockroach <laughs> man yeah. I, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's great and i i watched some of men in black 2 and it's so bad yeah yeah um but men in black 3 I, uh, unpopular opinion also really bad. I just don't... I, but those movies I don't think are bad because of Will Smith. I right. think they're bad because of so many different things. Um, I think Will Smith uh, kind of finds his, like, family-friendly, kooky, fun, whatever. I think I prefer him a little dirtier. <laughs> and so that's why my choice is Bad So if I had to pick a second choice and we could move into our negative opinions in the moment, it would be the movie you watched this morning, which is Ali. True. I think That's my second choice. I think he's really, really fantastic in that movie. But once again, it's him burying himself in a character. And I think he does a really good job. And what's interesting, it's a heavy makeup movie for everyone else but, but him. him. Yeah. Like, he looks like himself, but I think he really embodies Muhammad Ali. And there's this really great moment towards the, like, third hour. Oh, my God. Um, True. <laughs> um, 
where he's running with all these kids in Africa and they like he sees all this graffiti about himself and sort of realizes his place yeah. in terms of being the, the greatest athlete alive. Um and like I would play a clip from it, but it's it, like it's a movie where yeah. he barely has any dialogue. That and movie is uh, that, that movie's so I think I liked it a lot. I mean, I just saw it. Yeah, um, relies a lot on music. Yeah, you know, um, and, and a lot of editing, like yeah. a lot of really sharp editing. And, yeah, and a lot of um, and I'll give him this: the fights are real. Yeah, um, he trained, and because they didn't really want to use stunt doubles for it, and there were no rules in terms of the boxing. Yep. Except for the gentleman who played George Foreman, which he was told he could hit Will Smith as hard as he wanted to, as Just long as he didn't didn't knock him out. Yeah, yeah, um, that's great. I mean, I that. So I also have to. I want to mention concussion. Yes. Um, and did you watch? Concussion? I watched concussion. Okay, um, I saw it last year. I didn't feel the need to revisit it. No, I mean, I think I I feel a very type of way about that topic in general. Yeah. So I was like really invested. Oh, I think it's an important. Yeah, topic. and. I, I, he buried in a character, yeah. Dr. Bennett Amalu, I think. Um, and I think he does a really good job. And I was thinking, you know, like, Will Smith is either doing his, like, funny bit thing, or he's, like, choosing to play these really extraordinary men. Yes. Who, um, you know, I I didn't like Pursuit of Happiness. No, but but, but, that, but I agree. It's the same. Same kind of extraordinary man yeah. doing a thing. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's just, he wants to do these important things and tell these stories of these, like, important black men. Um, and Ali, like, there's just these moments where he's like, it's kind of a quiet movie. I was surprised. But then they have these moments where he just like explodes and like, I'm not going to go to Vietnam and murder other poor people. I ain't draft dodging. I ain't burning no flag and I ain't running to Canada. I'm staying right here. You want to send me to jail? Fine. You go right ahead. I've been in jail for 400 years. I could be there for four or five more, but I ain't going no 10,000 miles to help murder and kill other poor people. If I want to die, I'll die right here, right now, fighting you. If I want to die, you my enemy. Not no Chinese, no Viet Cong, no Japanese. You my poser when I want freedom. You my poser when I want justice. You my poser when I want equality. Want me to go somewhere and fight for you? You won't even stand up for me right here in America. For my rights and my religious beliefs. You won't even stand up for me right here at home. Right. You know, and like, and I was like just so ignorant about all of like the politics that were happening in his life in that time. Um, it's insane. I think it's a very good movie. Um, I, I think, uh, for me, Concussion's a very good, like, magazine article. Yeah. And um, and I understand making a movie out of it gets it out to further people, um, because we don't live in a time in which people are clamoring for magazine articles, so <laughs> perhaps they should be. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, or podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, Concussion didn't fully work for me. I think he's fine in it. I, think. I, I, liked, it, I liked his characterization of him. I thought, like, I was like, oh, he can do an accent. Yes. You know what history does to people. Trained physicians who ignore science. Oh, wow. Sir, I am not done. History laughs. If you continue to deny my work, the world will deny my work. But men, your men, continue to die. Their families left in ruins. Truth. Tell the truth. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, so pivot, <laughs> pivot into our low points uh-huh. into Will Smith's career. Yeah. I'm going to let you go first. Um, it's so easy for me. Um, I have to choose After Earth. Yes. I have to choose After Earth. And it's like the confluence of his children 
Yeah. In the form of Jaden. And whatever. Oopsie doopsie. I got really excited about the movie. Um, throwing shit. And oh throwing, <laughs> Jaden, no. <laughs> it's like that. And then whatever accent that him and M. Night Shyamalan decided that so, they should do. I would love to talk about that accent. So funny enough, After Earth is my second choice. Um, and I'm so glad I made it my second choice because I thought you might make it your first choice. Yeah. Um, the But let me tell you. That movie's a failure on all fronts, and even Will Smith has admitted in interviews that it is the low point of his career, because it's 100% him. It's his yeah, story yeah, concept. Yeah. He came up with the idea. He convinced M. Night Shyamalan to direct it and write it. It's Gary Whitta, uh wrote it, co-wrote it, who went on to do Rogue One, who's clearly like capable of doing yeah. other things. A capable human being. Yeah. But it's a failure on every single front. And that accent, I will give Will Smith this, he's the one person who can do whatever accent they're doing. I was like, it was it was a mix between like mid Atlantic and like South African as well. Like, like it was like Qatar, yeah, my son, yeah. and I was like, wait, 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 what is happening here? And like he would like waver from it a little bit. Yes. And then Jaden was trying to like oh, mitigate Jayden back. Oh, Jaden do it. And like not only that, there's there's not even a ton of other people in the movie, no. but some of the other people on the ship couldn't do the accent. And I was just like, why did anybody like what I really came up with this? Um, this mission has reached abort criteria i take full responsibility you did your best you have nothing more to prove now return to the ship what was your mistake trusting me depending on me thinking that i could do this now i'm giving you an order to turn around and return to this ship You wouldn't give any other ranger that order! You are not a ranger. And I'm giving you that order. You're wrong! I'm not a coward! You're the coward! I'm not a coward! Katai! But, yeah, the movie is... The movie is bad. Completely. Right. Um, just, I was like, oh, it's like a crazy, like, you know, sci-fi feature thing. Um, and I guess it kind of has an okay premise. Not even, though. I mean, but like, like, I was thinking, like, you know, oh, there's, like, these beast things. They're called Ursas, I think? Yeah. And they, like, eat, they eat fear. Like, I, I was yeah. trying to think, like, what the whole point is, like, I think what they're trying to tell us is, like, don't be afraid, maybe? Right. But at but the th- end of the day, I was like, oh, so they, they, they win, spoiler, they conquer whatever evils. But, like, in no kind of grand way. It's like they get abandoned on Earth. Right. Jaden goes, finds a thing. Well, yeah. They go back, the, and then that's it. The, the thrust of the movie doesn't really... And it's it's actually more interesting, the genesis of the movie. So, Will Smith's original idea was, like, a father and son get into a car accident, and the son has... Like, they're on a snowy mountain, and the son has to, like, find his way down. And to me, that's more interesting because it's more relatable. And I love science fiction, let me mm-hmm. tell you. And I think science fiction You're is... You're fucking nerd. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. The, um, I'm doing the Spock logo. Uh-huh. But uh, the... I think science fiction is best when it finds ways to be relatable. There was nothing relatable in this story. And part no. of it was, is it, like, set it in this future where they don't have emotions, but they do. And, like... And for some reason... And I'm they expound upon this more on this other... I don't want to advertise for other podcasts, but, like... Go listen to the How Did This Get Made episode. Of, <laughs> about the After yeah, Earth. After Earth, which is comedians talking about. Uh, and, like, they sort of talk about, like, 
there's really no reason for Will Smith to be angry at his son either, yeah. because there's a whole story about like his his sister, who's played by Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz other other legacy, yes, um, uh, who like locks him in a cage so she can try and fight this emotional beast and like dies. He, it dies, and he's like a three year old, yeah. and like Will Smith's really upset that he didn't kill this beast. Yeah, and like there's like a whole scene where he's like, "What was I supposed to do, Dad? Right. She told me to stay there." <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, great." I mean. Also, Jaden specifically in that movie, like, yeah. Will Smith's character is like, do this! And he's like, no, Dad, I can do it! Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I just, that is almost the crux of every child in his movie. Yeah. He tells them to do something, and they're like, no, I can do whatever I want. And it's like, oh, here we go again. Will Smith just arguing with kids about doing whatever. <laughs> that movie is so bad, and I want better for Will Smith. And I think he could be, like, a star of a sci-fi big thing. But oh, this, absolutely. This wasn't a spectacle. Well, I, I think I think he's learning from stuff like that. I, I want to point out to something that's like him doing something that's like a smart business move. This is not my pick, but I, I will give to my pick in a moment. But I watched Suicide Squad, uh-huh. which I both liked. Oh, better. you watched that? Yeah, yeah. I liked both better than I thought I would. And something I said I would never do, by the way, but I did it for this podcast. You were never going to so, watch it? Yeah, I was never going to watch oh it. God, so thank con- you so much. So congratulate me. Thank <laughs> you. Um, the uh, but I watched it like a normal person at the theater. Yeah, no. Um, it's a, it's a movie I liked both more than I thought I would and hated more than I thought I would. Um, and I think it was a smart decision by him because literally everybody's making bank on these uh-huh. superhero movies. Yeah. So what he did is he picked a movie in which he couldn't be blamed for its failure. Yeah. Um, and this was a critical failure, deservedly so, but also financial success. So essentially it was a win-win situation for him yeah. anyways, because even if it was a financial failure... He wouldn't be blamed for it because he's part of an ensemble. Nobody mm-hmm. went into Suicide Squad being like, oh my god, the new Will Smith movie. Yeah, no. Um, and so I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. And plus, now he's like tied to a, a movie contract for them. Yeah. They're going to make sequels, but like once again, it's not going to fall on him if yeah. it's good or bad. I'm sure they'll make... I, I, I would not be surprised. I would be shocked, actually, if this didn't happen. If there wasn't somewhere in a contract being like, yes, you will get your own movie. Eventually. Right, right. Like, there will yeah, be the so, new... Somebody's going to go out for that Deadshot film. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Um, I, I didn't hate him in the movie. I actually thought he was one of the brighter spots in the movie. and um, Not hard, really, though. Yeah, exactly. Not hard to be a bright spot in that movie. Yeah, though. exactly. You mean screen presence Joel Kinnaman, who's <laughs> just like a pleasure suck? Oh, oh my just God. Like, just like, I'm here to ruin everything. Good. I want to know if Viola's okay. <laughs> you know, um, how how is she? The uh, But it's funny, because beforehand... We both knew there were extensive reshoots on Suicide yeah. Spot, and you mentioned, like, you can sort of tell... You can tell when they ask him to come in right. and, like, be like, here's a joke. And and this is a fun thing, because in my in my real life, I'm a professional editor, and so... In my real life, I'm nothing. <laughs> I'm a mystery. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but uh, this is something fun for you all at home to look out for. Um, if there's a scene in which it goes from, like, a group shot... To like a two shot, and it seems like what's maybe, a two shot? So two shot would be two characters, okay. Um, and it seems like suddenly maybe nobody else is around, um, and it's so apparent in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's a reshoot. That's it and was very apparent. It's so apparent. And the the two I would have you guys look out for is there's a scene where he's walking down the street and you think he's talking to Joel Kinnaman, <laughs> or maybe he's talking to Margot Robbie. Either one. But there's literally, like, them walking against a wall, and it's a tracking shot as the camera follows them, and, like, one guard walks behind them at one point. But it's so clear, there is no one else on set. 
And then there's another right towards the end where it's him and Joel Kinnaman, and it's tight shots on their faces, so it's clear that for they no don't reason. Want, for yeah, no reason. They don't want to show you any of the background because they don't have the background. Yeah. And Will Smith has this like sexist rant about how Joel Kinnaman needs to go over there and spank his girlfriend. Yeah. So that's your old lady, huh? Uh, well, you need to handle this shit. I get up there, smack on her ass, tell her knock this shit off. I do not think that'd be wise. Yes. And it's just like, why would you reshoot this? Like a lot of that felt. I bet. Like, I mean, it's the movie is interesting just because like Batman vs Superman was a flop, yeah. and they were like, oh no, we made another dark movie, <laughs> and they're like, and we like wasted Will Smith, and it was just so weird. Like the movie has like this one tone, and then out of nowhere, it's like Will Smith being like, doopy doopy doop. Here's a joke. I think I think there's also that toad problem with the music, which is very clear that they're like, you know, the the soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy was like the big thing. So here we're going to do the same thing, but it's going to be mostly 90s yeah. music and it doesn't fit. It comes out of nowhere. It's like, a bizarre movie. Like, like Harley Quinn dressing to Eminem and like, oh, I was just God. like, what is aesthetic? Going? My yeah. aesthetic is um, Harley Quinn, Eminem, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and going to uh, Hot Topic. But uh, I just wanted to sidetrack that because I think that's a movie where he's successful that's just not a successful movie. Uh, but my pick for worst film, and I'm so glad you picked After Earth because like I said, it's my number two is a movie that came out um, only two years later called Focus. What? Oh, oh, which wow. is him and Margot Robbie. Uh, it's 2015. It's him once again playing a con man, and it is in direct opposition to the con man character that he plays. You chose his two con man movies. Yes. Um, so this is his has everything that should be a successful Will Smith movie. It's got an interesting romance. It's got him playing himself and whatnot. The problem is... Is Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. No, no, she's, I mean, she's fine. She's Margot Robbie. But, but the script is so bad that it, it's the first time I've seen a bad script take down his performance as well. Mm-hmm. Because he seems so genuinely uncomfortable. And perhaps it's, as you mentioned, the years of him being clean. Because this is the first time I've seen him be sort of dirty since then. There's a lot of sex talk. There's okay. a lot of sex jokes. Can we skip the part where I speak through thinly veiled allure and lead you to believe there's some earth-shattering hump in the works? Because I suck at that kind of stuff. I just want in. There's no earth-shattering hump in the works? No. I don't even get thinly veiled allure. No. No baby voice, no lingering eye contact. I am hopeless. That's all my favorite shit. I'm sorry. Can I suggest that you learn professionally? Well, I mean, you could... You could show me in your room. That is so bad. Is it? Does it feel sexy on your face? A little. It does. Okay, let's go. And they just, he feels uncomfortable saying that. It's like he can't master. So it's the one movie I've seen with him where regardless of if he's playing a character or not, his charm is lost. And to me, that's the key to a Will Smith performance. Yeah, that's weird. And I just thought, like, he, I think him in The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of have, like, the same... They're in the same zones of, like, family-friendly stuff and then, like, kind of harder stuff. Yeah. I think maybe... I don't know what you think. Like, does Dwayne Johnson have a better handle on being charming in both sides of the coin? I think he's more uh, obviously more charming in, in like, the family-friendly stuff. I mean, uh, so if what you're saying is, like, Will Smith was, like, could not elevate this. Like, his charm, like, had yeah. evaporated. I've, it, never, it, I've never seen The Rock's... Charm about disappear. Like, it's, yeah. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's a good point because I have seen the fast. Shout out to my friend Karen. Uh, I have seen the Fast and the Furious films because of her. And, um, and he's really great in them, too. So, like, yeah, I guess, I guess perhaps you're right. Maybe that's the thing. But most of the time, Will Smith's charm, even in something like Concussion, 
or Seven Pounds, which is kind of a worthless movie I just watched. Not worth uh, seven pounds? No, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, he's really good in that because he's able to sort of shine through um, even when a script is Garbage. sort of modeling. And we both talked earlier just previous about um uh the last movie collateral beauty which is a dumb garbage movie dumb garbage movie but he's charming in it when he needs to be yeah um Um, kind of the same like uh wild Wild west bad movie bad movie where he's really great and actually he's really smart casting because if you're uh, i have a weird background where i grew up watching like 60s tv even though i'm only like in my 30s (laughs) no no Um, Gavin, <laughs> how old are we, Gavin? In, in my day, uh-huh. when we had one channel. Yes. Um. The, but yeah, he uh, Wild Wild West. Like, uh, there was a casting controversy when he was cast because the main character Jim West in the TV show was white, and actually, I think one of the one of the few things that's good about that movie is the building a background for Jim West in this post-construction Civil War era, where it's like, yeah, I like race relations are really fucked up. Yeah. And um, it's it's funny to see that now the negative side of that is then you get scenes of, like, him and... Oh, I can't think of the the, uh, the bad guy's name. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't... Um, all I'm thinking of is... Uh, uh, S- Sama Hayek. Sama Hayek. Yeah, there's a lot of boob jokes, A lot too, of boobs. And, like, and um, like... Kenneth Branagh. Oh. Kenneth Branagh plays He's the, the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. So, I love him. So then there's some really awkward scenes of, like, him and Will Smith... Nice of you to join us tonight and add color to these monochromatic proceedings. Well, when a fella comes back from the dead, I find that an occasion to stand up, be counted. Miss East informs me that you're expecting to see General McGrath here. Well, I knew him years ago, but I haven't seen him in a coon's age. Well, I can see where it'd be difficult for a man of your stature to keep in touch with even half the people you know. Well, perhaps the lovely Miss East will keep you from being a slave to your disappointment. Well, you know, beautiful women, they encourage you one minute and cut the legs out from under you the next. Right. Excuse me, Mr. West. But, uh, but that's a that's a really well-designed film that's just a really big piece of shit. Yeah, But anyways, true. back to back to focus. Yes. I just want to... Um, but yes, so he's supposed to be in this relationship with Margot Robbie. He teaches her to be a con, and he sort of dumps her flat. It's sort of two movies... And mo- both movies are very tonally different as well. The part where he's, like, teaching Margot Robbie to be a con is very fun and a little stressful. Especially gets really stressful. Towards- a little fun and really stressful. Yeah, exactly. Just there, like me. There's a ton of stress. That's actually me. Um, uh, there's a great scene with B.D. Wong where he comes in and because he doesn't age. Um, Truly. And uh, that scene, like, works for the most part. But it's kind of a dumb premise and then the movie flips to like a couple years later after he's sort of like dumped Margot Robbie flat and he encounters her while doing a con and at that point all the fun is out of the movie um and yet it's still trying to be like jokes jokes and just doesn't uh, yeah and it's annoying um and really if you think about it that's like except for concussion and collateral beauty his last two big like mm-hmm. serious well not not serious but like comedic role actually so yeah like concussion suicide squad collateral beauty he doesn't have like a comedy role, but focus is sort of the last dr- com- comedy drama, and I and he I feel like he's sort of moved away from that because I, I it it was a really big failure for him. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I think uh, especially because Margot Robbie was like kind of having a moment, and so right. like, and it's funny you focus stands out because it kind of reminds me of Hitch, and yeah. like Hitch was his Hitch is a movie I'm not seeing actually. I saw Hitch a while ago. I, I didn't feel the need to rewatch it. Um, <laughs> 
Ava Mendez, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's you just, mean Mrs. Ryan Gosling? Oh my God, me. <laughs> <laughs> goals. Hashtag goals. Um, it's that was really his only like rom- romantic comedy. Like he tried to do a rom com, and yes. um, I guess it was successful. A lot of my girlfriends were like, "Love that," but I was like, "I don't." No, and that's the thing is like occasionally he will be successful, and you know, Shark Tale is another example of like it's the only big screen animated film he did in a lead role. Yeah. And it was financially incredibly successful. Now, and if we're being honest here, I watched 30 minutes of it and was uh-huh. felt, felt like I was having a stroke. Yes. Um, but I uh, do not need to, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure like he's making some checks, you know, whatever. Right. I, I don't think it like did anything for his career other than to cement him as like kind of family friendly actor for America. Absolutely. And I do think that comes back to the fact that he now has a family. And when he did that movie around that time, like his family was younger. And I I feel like some of those decisions have been in, informed by that. Um, so I did want to, since we've, we've now played out our, our picks and everything, yeah. uh, I did want to talk about uh, his sort of future. What do you think would be like the next smart move. And not that Will Smith needs career advice from us because he seems to bounce back even from the- Will, listen, <laughs> hi, it's me, Louis, here to like just really set the stage for you for whatever's next for you. I don't know. I, a part of me wants him to, I, I think he's had a couple of successes as far as like doing these serious things. I mean, Ali was critically successful, did not make its money back. Though. No. It was a flop kind of as well, far as like making money back. Concussion's the same way. Same way for concussion. Clit- critically successful. But financially panned. Yeah. Like, um, and I I wonder, like, it seems like he's very uncomfortable. Like you said in Focus, like, uncomfortable doing these, like, funny things. Like, I don't, I think he does not want to do any more Men in Black stuff. Yes. Does not want to do, um, uh, or actually, is there a Bad Boys 3 coming soon? There is a Bad Boys 3 coming. It unfortunately just lost its uh, director, uh, but I'm sure it'll get another one. Yeah. And sure. so I wonder if, like, that, like, if he should be like, you know what? It's fine. Like, right. my kids are grown ups now. I can just go back to being like the regular loose and funny self. Cause I think he, for a while was just, like drowning in this, like I need to be a serious actor. And yeah. I, you know, I made Ali and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I do, I do think like the, as you as mentioned, the, the, the serious stuff is sort of not like, like we've said, it's either been critically successful and financially pan or critically pan and financially successful. Yeah. Um, and I think Collateral Beauty is one of the rare where it's both, both oh my <laughs> like, God. did not make money and, and hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I, I, I want him to like kind of get over himself a little bit yeah. and just be like, when, when everyone thinks of Will Smith, they still think of the Fresh Prince first yes. and foremost. Like, and I don't think he's ever going to be able to shake that. And I wonder if like, he's trying to prove to everyone that he's more than that. And I, yeah, sure he is. But like, his charm and his star shines brightest when I think he's able to just like relax, have fun, um, and like you know just toss around some f words and gay jokes with Martin Lawrence. The I I would like to see him maybe do another biopic. Um, I could see that for sure. He yeah. still probably is the most dependable black actor. Yes, beyond Denzel, right? Exactly. Yeah, and and the, the advantage he has on Denzel is he's young. Yeah. Um, in, as we mentioned, he's only forty eight, which is not that old at all also especially for a man in hollywood also he's Please. ripped well yeah exactly he's ripped he's, he's 40 for, he's 48 years old which means his leading lady like uh 22 years yeah, old exactly like 18 to 22 perfect. like perfect um, we did <laughs> and jennifer lawrence yes like. we didn't mention i am legend no we didn't and i think i would be remiss to this is the dr gorgeous of this episode um i you did you say you watched it or you didn't i have you not did seen i am legend i've never it. seen i am legend actually i watched it um i 
do not like it because there's a child in that movie. I do not know if it's one of his children, <laughs> but he has a child in that movie who annoys the shit out of me. Um, it's a good movie, though. You know, uh, I think it's probably his most successful sci-fi thing. Yeah. My, uh, I mean, obviously, I guess, does Men in Black count as sci-fi? Men in Black absolutely counts as sci-fi. Okay. You know so, what doesn't count as sci-fi? The Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am so shook by that movie. I knew, like, the trope of, like, the mystical black man. Yeah. I did not know that this movie, like, essentially birthed it. Yeah. This like, is 100% the oh, mystical black man who appears. I could name. not believe this movie. First of all, a movie about golf. I, I, uh, I, so bored. Bored out of my mind. Like, the very broad stroke of, like, he was the greatest golfer ever, but then he went to war, and now he's not so good no more. <laughs> oh God! But sorry, I sidetracked you. I just wanted no, but yes, yeah, I also want to say if I was going to choose the second not great, like worst movie, Legend of Bagger Man, <laughs> I'll say it at five dollars, and I'll help you with your swing, sir. You can't see that flag as some dragon you got to slay. Had to look with soft eyes. See the place where the tides and the, and the seasons and the turning of the earth all come together. Where everything that is becomes one. You got to seek that place with your soul, Jimmy. And then he just disappears. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's magical. Magical black man just comes and helps the white people. Just- Helps, helps Charlize and exactly. Will get together. And Will. God. Matt Damon forever. Oh, Matt well. Damon. God. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's the bigger point thing. There's a lot of stuff to get into. His career is so weird. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to touch on before I can tell you what his next project is, which I'm sure you can Google, but, but listen to us instead. <laughs> yeah, this listen to us, guys. Um, earlier we brought up, Will Smith probably had, and it seems more towards earlier in his career, but some problematic opinions on yes. things. Um, and this comes from the fact that when he was making Six Degrees of Separation, he there's a kiss between him... Well, his character is gay. Yes. First and... Well, yeah. he is gay. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no question about that. And I like the fact that the film doesn't really make a big deal out it's of not. it. Except for when he... When he gets caught. R- yeah, rich white people catch him with a man in their bed. But there's a scene in which he shares a kiss with Anthony Michael Hall. And it's really embarrassing because... The way they shot it. Yeah. He refused to kiss Anthony Michael. And he claimed in an interview it was because Denzel Washington told him once that he should never kiss a man on film because it would haunt his career. Which is insane. That's insane. And I refuse to believe Denzel would say that. Denzel Denzel would never, okay? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And part of me thinks that that might not be true. So when you watch the, the scene in the movie, by the way, it's like clearly like their heads are close together and there's a sound effect that's like, yeah, that's yeah. literally it. Absolutely. I, I was like, oh my god, this is happening. I knew this was going to happen. Like, I had heard about the controversy, and I was like, oh, this is it. Uh, <laughs> and it's weird because before this scene, there's a scene where he's caught right. in bed, butt naked with a, I mean, a prostitute. And, and it's full frontal. Full like, frontal. Not on Will, by the way. If you're looking for full frontal Will, it's not happening. Somewhere else. I yeah. got them. Text me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this hustler character, like full frontal. And I'm like, I don't know if Will was actually in bed with this man, if it was right. a body double or not. But... Uh, or went like maybe he they shot this scene before or right. after, or whatever could have been wearing uh, what what do they sock. call it a sock yes yeah um but it's such an awkward thing like you see a zoom in on the face of this guy and then this guy and then you hear the yes and that's it yeah and so then the next movie he does after that is Bad Boys yeah. and this is uh perhaps uh issue number two 
with that is that um, according to the director's commentary, Michael Bay's commentary, Will Smith fought with Michael Bay for an entire day over telling Martin Lawrence he loved him. Because there's a part towards the end where he yeah. says, I love you, man. Yeah. Which is the least gay thing you can do. Literally. And, 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 and it, I think that's almost the last scene of yeah. the movie. And finally, they when they went to shoot it, he decided to do it. But, like, he fought him tooth and nail because he didn't want to be perceived that way. Now, admittedly, the way gayness was perceived in the early 90s is very yeah. different than the scene now. We're yeah. 20 years on. Yeah. And it's, but, I think it's a complicated thing because it's the 90s, but also black america right and so there's also like this racial thing and i'm sure he didn't want to come off as quote-unquote soft right um it doesn't make it better but like i think it's probably was a little bit more complicated he was probably like it's hard to be a black actor in america and i'm gonna do everything i can to protect my career blah 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 this and that and it's actually interesting because i've listened to some interviews where he's talked about his son now and clearly his opinions have changed a lot on that um jaden's wearing skirts well exactly the jaden i believe came out as fluid like i don't know what, whatever what, the kids what his, are calling yeah, themselves these days what, what his deal is but he's talked about that and i think he's really sort of come around you know there there's a um a really uh, powerful internal quality as an artist that as parents, we encourage you, you got to get out on the edge. You have to try things. You have to be comfortable doing things that people don't agree with. And you have to be comfortable doing things that you could fail. Yeah. And Jaden is 100% fearless. He will do anything. Definitely. You know, so as a parent is scary it's really terrifying, but he is completely willing to live and die by his own artistic decisions, and he he just he just doesn't concern himself with with uh, what people think. Some of his wording is perhaps not the best, for, but uh, but yeah, I I think it's I think he's less problematic now. But I do think there's been some problematic times. Um, there's yeah. also the possible Scientology thing, which yeah. like he may or may not have been a member, and he started school with his wife, where they do some of the techniques there but my opinion on that is as i was telling louis before scientologists are really proud of their of their celebrity connections and yeah. i think if he were like a full-blown member they would be singing at the high heaven yeah it's a high zorlog yeah yes. or yes wherever they play to um uh, yeah i think he definitely i think has grown i mean obviously like times have been a change in and all that oh a side note too there's an embarrassing extended scene from Bad Boys 2 that's incredibly homophobic. Still flaccid. Um, okay. I'm comfortable talking to you. It's got 5.1 Dolby. About that itty ass. But you not getting an erection? That's a real problem for me. I just figured I could talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We, we, we partners, but we are partners with boundaries. Um, we got a new rule. From now on, you can't say the word flaccid to me. He's a mean fuck. Look here, this is our little boundary box. So we gonna take the word flaccid, and we gonna put it in there with my mom's titties, with your erection problems, and we gonna close this box, and we gonna throw this bitch in the ocean. And the only way that you can get to this box is you got to be motherfucking Jacques Cousteau. We cool? No. Oh, shit. We gotta go. In front of my babies, you got porn on homo shows up in here? What kind of freak-ass store is this? Mm. And you two motherfuckers need Jesus. I do not. 
I want to go on record and saying I do not like the Bad Boys films. Gavin, um, Gavin does not <laughs> like my pick. Uh, no. I will oh. say it was hard for me because I don't know that I, there was anything that I was like terribly excited about yeah. coming in to this episode. No, I mean, this was a hard episode and yeah. I think it's an interesting challenge for us. I did like... And I, and I feel like I've, I appreciate him so much more than I did. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see like where he's going next because even for like, he hasn't had a huge massive hit Suicide Squad outside of that, but yeah. it wasn't his movie really. But he hasn't had the same success as he's had back when he was making hit after hit after right. hit. And so, uh, he, but he still has the same cachet. When you think of Hollywood, you still think uh, their family and that brand still holds a lot of power. I mean, it, and Jade has been working a lot now recently. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, she she did some TV, and I think she's done some. It was, she did. Uh, Magic she was Mike in Magic Mike too. Yeah. She was in Gotham. Um, I, I mean. To be fair, I do think the family is a little bit ridiculous. Like, they had the scuff up last year at the Academy Awards where she's like, yes. I'm not going. Yes. And, and then Chris Rock was like, girl, you got to be invited. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like that was, so Concussion came out that year. Yeah. He didn't get a nomination. I guess she was salty and like thought his work should be, you know. Right. I like the movie. Probably not Oscar worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, so I guess the the next step would be, the next place you can find uh, Will Smith will be in the Netflix film, which I believe comes out in December. Uh, it's a movie called Bright, and mm. it's directed by his Suicide Squad director, David Ayer, oh. um, co-starring Joel Edgerton and Numi Rapace, as well as uh, Suicide Squad's extra low point, Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> oh uh, my god, I forgot he was in that. The, uh. Yeah, I uh, and also written by uh, living piece of garbage, Max Landis. No. Oh <laughs> my god. So Gavin... Your description of that, like, I could not, I was like, oh, a Netflix movie, fun, 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 and then it's got lower and lower and Let me tell you the premise, straight from Wikipedia, Ward, Will Smith, and Jacoby, spelled J-A-K-O-B-Y, Joel Edgerton, embark on a routine patrol night and encounter a darkness that will ultimately alter the future and their world as they know it. Now, the thing that's missing from this is that it is a world where fantasy and reality are the same thing. So Joel Edgerton's Jacoby is a troll. No. And they are policemen. No. Yeah. Why are they going to try and find the light? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, where's the light? Well, I guess that's why the movie's called Bright. Right. Uh, 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 um, but yeah, so that's the next place you can find Will Smith. Oh my god. We wish him better. <laughs> well, we know you can do it. I, I, I personally am waiting for Bad Boys 3. You better bring back Gabrielle Union. I yes. swear to the high heavens. You know, at this point, bring back Taylor Leone as well. Bring them both back. Bring them both back. Bring back Max, who got murdered in the first Bad Boys. I felt so bad for her. I was like, why did the black prostitute have to die? And Taylor yeah. only got to live. That's that's Michael Bay for you. Doesn't Ugh. care about humans. Doesn't care. <laughs> God. But uh, but yeah, so I guess that wraps up our conversation about Will Smith. I, I would say he's probably had more successes than yes. negatives. Yes. I, people just tend to focus on the negatives more. Yeah, it's easy. He's an easy punching bag nowadays. But... Absolutely. Give well, I chance. think that's anybody that's had like a thirty-year career yeah. in the spotlight. Like yeah. it's anytime they make mistakes, sure. Know. But um, we should ask for other. Su- so many people have been telling me I have suggestions on who you should talk about. Excellent. Well, there's some great places to send those suggestions. Where if you are like they, to. Gavin? Well, you can contact us on Twitter at at the mixed reviews. You can email us at reviewsmixed at gmail.com. Well, we also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash reviews mixed. I told my mom about this today because she oh, was really? like, she's like, what's a podcast? I saw that. <laughs> where do I see that? Well, speaking of where you can see that as well. Very exciting. Well, first of all, I told her, you don't see them. You listen to them, <laughs> mom. The uh, You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play Music now. 
as well as wherever you catch your local podcasts. There you go. We're everywhere. Yes, exactly. It's it's been just a, like Will Smith. It's <laughs> been a whirlwind two weeks. And uh, as I mentioned before, this is a bi-weekly podcast, which gives us enough time to watch uh-huh. as many films as we possibly can. Um, <laughs> Did we miss any guys? Yeah. If there's any that you think, uh, you know, we didn't talk about the fact that Will Smith turned his nose up at the Independence Day sequel, and he was right. <laughs> but was he was he right? Like, is the movie bad because he wasn't there? Oh no, the movie's fucking bad. <laughs> no, but Will Smith couldn't have saved it. It could not have saved it. Um, tell us where we got wrong. If you're a huge Focus fan, all five of you, I'm sure. <laughs> tell Gavin how he's so wrong about Bad Boys America because <laughs> I but, love you know, Bad Boys. Maybe if I'd watched Bad Boys when I was younger, and that seems to happen a lot. True. But yeah. But feel free to contact us and give us suggestions as to who you want us to do in the future. Yeah. You know? That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to talk about what we're going to do next week. Absolutely. So until then, I guess, uh, later. Bye. Let me see you just bounce it with me. Just bounce with me. Just bounce it with me. Come on. Let me see you just slide with me. Just slide with me. Just slide with me. Come on. Let me see you take a walk with me. Just walk it with me. Take a walk with me. Come on. Let me get that work. Now freeze.